When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I think my record, I I forget. I always want to say it's 47, but I think it's 27 seconds to take this thing. It's so easy to set up and take down. Um, It... It's so nice with the screens now and how it comes with workouts and things for the players to do. Um, you, you will not be disappointed in it. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400. You said it right. I, I went to them and I said, I got to take care of my people. Uh, $350 is not enough. You mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off your next purchase. So go over and check it out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows me to put this podcast out every day. It's what allows me to put all the free resources and things I do out into the world. It pays the bills. So go over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is everything that you need. You get my email address. You're able to contact me. You're able to jump in our office hours. You're able to find anything. If we don't have it, we'll find it for you along with a 14-day free trial. So go over and check that out. Also, we'd love if you love these podcasts. Um, we'd love you if you went over and checked out High School Hoops or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. We'd love if you go check those out. We'd also love if you left a five-star review. All right, let's head off to the pod. Let's head off. Bye. Oh, yeah, 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 with those. Uh, moving those them up. Got to yeah. move them up. There's actually a couple more that I've considered moving up just because our program's in such dire straits, but I can't just decimate our middle school either. Well, and you don't want to, like – well, yeah, you got to look at personalities too, but I always tell parents, it's like, I'm not going to tell your kid not to take calculus. If they're smart enough to take calculus, I'm going to have them take calculus. Right. I'll leave them at geometry because all their friends are in geometry. Right. So it's the same thing in basketball. It's like, if they're good enough, you're going to put them, they should be where they should be. Yeah. And they're, they're special kids. They really are. I mean, yeah. it wasn't without, it wasn't without 
serious thought. It wasn't a flippant move. And I told the parents that, and I told other kids that, you know, that were asking about it, you know, cause that those girls were like that. Those were girls were the leaders of the team. And I said, well, this gives y'all an opportunity to step it up. This gives y'all an opportunity right. to right. now be the leaders instead of relying on Grace and Mariska. Right. Now you can play as a team instead of letting them do all the work for you. And if you're going to get to play with them again. It's not like they're like going to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Then I go into the. All right. Go ahead. You guys got, I know Mark's on. He's figuring out stuff. So you guys got any questions? Go ahead. Yeah, shoot away. Somebody on. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Coach, I've got, I've always got questions. So I could start. I know, off. I know you do. Go ahead. Throw um, a couple in. So we were talking about our, uh, the man offense that just, um, our, our screening and this person if you can see i do i'm gonna i just moved it up to my like 40 inch screen so i could see a little bit better go ahead yep okay so as this person's passing here they're gonna cut to the deep corner yep that's what we had talked about last time right yep right and then just run a pick and roll right here on this side, so this guy, this guy's coming up, running a pick and roll, and these two guys screening on the other side. Yeah, you could do that. You you're trying to yeah. leave that middle open, right? Yep. Yeah. So my question is this: is um, let me turn it up a little bit. Um, my question is, this guy here in the deep corner, when this guy when this guy penetrates into the paint, yep. This guy float behind. Him? I do. I I like that. I like the banana cut a lot. I like the fill behind cut, but you got to okay. work on. Yeah, you got to work on when they drive that you probably have in the screener role you got to work on two things you got to work on drive and kick and then you got to work on drive and pivot and kick back out it's a little bit of dribble drive but you know what i'm saying so as that one guy drives to the paint he's gonna have several options he's gonna maybe hopefully go to the rack and shoot but if he gets stopped he's gonna have that roller somewhere but then he knows he's always gonna have somebody behind him filling Okay. He's still so in his spot. Yeah, my concern was, is this guy coming too early and bringing this other guy into play versus – That's okay, though, guy. as long as that guy – which guy – put the numbers. Uh, the guy the guy that's – the defensive player who's guarding this guy. Yep, if he sinks back he, – you're saying he's going to help on that drive? Right. So yeah, that's great. That, that's why that three will be wide open then. So it's right. better to have him float behind than just hang out. He's okay. got to make a decision. That's okay. what you want defenders, especially teenage boys, to make decisions because half the time they're going to do it wrong. Um, so if he helps, like here's my theory, even if put, put, put that back up again and then put, put somebody, put the guy, put a number in the corner. Yep. Yep. And then put a number here on the wing with the ball. Yep. One with the ball and then put the guy in the top. Yep. And then put another guy on top. Yep. Put put your five guys where they would be. All right. So so let's say even let's say let's say three is up top at the top of the key. The one at the elbow. Yeah, that guy's at the top of the key. Right up. Yep. Right up there. And let's say let's say the wing has the ball. If he drives, that defender in the in the block has to make a decision. He has to make a decision on that drive. Right. So. That's why. That's why I'm a. I'm a, I like spreading the floor as much as possible. I like that five out. So, if you put one on the top of the key there, put a put a player on the top of the key. Yeah. Offense? Yeah. On offense. Yep. Okay. So you got those five offensive guys. Let's say five is a little bit a little bit wider. So 
if two drives to the basket, he doesn't even need to get a screen. If he drives, that defender on the baseline has to make a decision. Is he going right. to – and it, and that's hard, in our at least in our league, because they can usually shoot. So how much do you help? How much do you stay out in your guy? Okay. So I might not even set that ball screen all the time. I would just say go. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but that's fine as part of the offense. If we are just running a pick and roll, he rolls, this guy's attacks. This guy yep, and then, I, then four and five got to do something on that if weak side. They got to do something, yeah. flare or something. And then, yeah, and then I like that. I like that cut behind a lot. Okay. But it's a hard pass out. That's the one thing I will tell you is you got to practice that drive and then kick back out. Okay. You got to practice that. That's not an yeah. easy. It's not an easy pass. Um, but we just we do some shooting drills where we do that, and then it, it, you'll get wide open threes. You will get. You will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I do. A, I do a lot of three on three scenarios where we practice that. You do. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fill behind is huge because the 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 defender guarding the guy who's filling behind is going to sink down. And the guy filling behind is going to be wide open. You just got to practice pivoting and turning and looking. It's the behind. pivot. It's the pivot and turn that's hard. And then um, because they're going to get yelled at if the guy drives all the way to the basket. Right. So in their yep. minds, they're thinking, "I got to stop the ball. I got to stop the ball. I got to yep. stop the ball." And yep. then um, we call it banana cuts because it's like they remember that. Like it's a banana. It looks like a banana. You're kind of crazy yeah. behind, and then they remember right. it. So if I yell banana cut. I can even yell it as the guy drives sometimes and they'll go and they'll banana cut and then they'll be wide open. Yeah. They like it because it tends to be an open shot or relatively open shot. Yep. Um, and it's not something it's, and I, and I figured I've tried to figure out why that works. And I think it's because the, the coaches don't teach the defensive part of that. Like how to, how to, how to, jet, how to slow them enough. There's not enough work on the defensive aspect. Like, I, I don't remember last time I worked on defending those kind of cuts. Um, right. You know, I'll do small-sided game stuff, but I won't necessarily work on those kind of cuts. And so I've started doing that because we've started getting, you know, getting good at it, and then we got to defend yeah. too. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. I think that will be good, too, that, that, that thing we were talking about the other day about off on the offensive end. I think that will help. But small-sided games is a great way to teach it. It is. Three, three on three, two on two. It's a great way to teach it. I love okay. doing that. Cool. All right. Other questions? You guys can jump in, too. I don't have to. I'm, not, I'm no guru. I mean, I can help, but. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a question here. Just maybe everybody else can pitch in here, too, and kind of give me some, some advice. Um, um, uh, you know. Just so everybody knows, I, you know, I'm dealing with a, a program where I'm rebuilding a program um, that's just kind of been decimated the last several years by just coaches not being as involved as they could be. Great coaches in terms of X's and O's and whatnot, just not, just not great coaches in terms of building a culture. Um, I mean, they went to state two years ago and made it to the state tournament, the Final Four, and, you know, they only had eight girls on the team last year. You know, it's and, crazy to me. It's like the, after the first year, after the first year we went, it's like I think there are kids from like who I don't even know where they came out of the woodwork. Like, yeah, I can play now. It's like, what are you talking it's about? Just, uh, 
it's just a testament, I think, to just some of the some of the personality issues with the coach and just very, very abrasive with some of the kids. And I've got girls that are coming out of the woodwork that have uh, been, not played for two years, but they heard that I was coaching and, you know, they met me and I got to talk to them. And then they're coming to my open gyms and they want to play again. And some of them are pretty decent. Are they athletic? Imagine what you could be if you were in the program for two years. I know. Quit your freaking year. Go find the athletes, baby. You can always make them basketball players. Yeah, right. That's what I've done with a couple of the volleyball girls. I've been going to the volleyball games, and I've been recruiting, supporting them, but also recruiting them. Because if you're an athlete and you're a freshman and you're five foot eleven, I can do something with you as a girl. Well, five eleven, like fast. a six seven boy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. nobody that's six seven that walks in our school that I don't know by name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm getting to know them, and um, so. That my, my, my situation is, you know, we start in, uh, we start in maybe three, four weeks here, November 23rd, first day of practice. And um, we had maybe at open gym, we had about 23 girls there and about seven of them, six of them were middle school girls only. So the girls that are going to play on the high school team, we had about 16, 17 girls there and maybe five or six didn't make it right that day from the high school. So we had maybe 20, 22 girls available to us plus some girls that are claiming they're going to come out but i haven't met them until i see you i don't even know you exist i mean right and and, and then again I, I think too until november 23rd hits first day of practice i don't know that you're actually playing you may become an open gym but god knows what will happen do, do they have to so, fill out paperwork before they come they probably do yeah yeah, yeah. i'm on them about that too yeah. online registration and your physical get it done i don't want to i don't want you waiting until the last minute and then you know we have nine days of practice that we have to get in before you can play and now you're not able to play the first game which is a very winnable game our first game i keep saying to the girls at open gym i said we can win our winnables we have to win our winnables our first game that's a winnable game and um the uh but, but the situation I have right now is my AD is uh, asking me, okay, well, Rex, are you guys going to have three teams? Are you going to have a freshman, a JV, and a varsity? Are you going to have a freshman, a, a sophomore, and a varsity? And I said, man, we barely have 20 girls. We need to just have a freshman and a varsity because we have, we have mostly freshmen. And I have you, don't wanna, you definitely don't want to cut, though. You definitely don't want to cut. No, no, no. I don't want to cut. Um, I know I have a couple girls who played last year as juniors that probably are just going to cut themselves. One of them quit the. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One of them quit the JB team um, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for volleyball this year, right? So she's she's got that quitter mentality. I don't know if she'll stick around, but... I mean, I, I told the AD, I said, let's just go two teams. And I'm just trying to kind of work it out with you guys here. I mean, get your, get your thoughts, but go two teams, freshman and varsity. Or we could call it a Froshmore and varsity. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Sophomore. You don't want to call it freshman. So I think you got to rebrand. This is what I had to do when I coached boys volleyball is we had, we had JV1, JV2, and varsity. Yeah. 
So I could move because I got to move. Like I can't call them freshmen because sometimes I'd have to have a sophomore on the front. I mean, <laughs> right. so it's a branding thing. And then when they yeah. think they're on junior varsity, it's better than it's like a, you know, I'm a freshman. I'm on JV, yeah. you know, so it's a brand. You got to think about it. If you, if yeah. you do yeah. that, I can't, I can't do JV because I'm going to have, I have a lot of freshmen. I, I mean, in a couple of years, coach, we're going to be a good program. I believe. Is there, is there a rule about what, where people can be um no I mean, why can't freshmen be on jv they can it's just i i just know i mean these 14 year old kids are going to be playing against 16 17 year old kids and they're going to lose 70 to oh five. you're saying they got to play they got to play the freshman schedule i mean if they go and play the if they go and play a jv schedule it's going to be brutal i mean That's i brutal. saw I mean, I'm going to do my best to help. I think that a good coach can certainly help deter some of that in playing not necessarily the way I think they should play, but playing the way I think that's going to set them up for the most success is going to be important. But I just saw some of the scorebook from last year, and they had a freshman team and a sophomore team, and some of the girls would play both ways. You know, they would play three-quarters of freshmen and three-quarters of the sophomore team, and it was a lot of freshmen. Um, and then some juniors playing on the sophomore slash JV team, and they played a lot of straight JV girls, and they just got whooped bad, like 70 to 10, just demolished. So, so I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other people think. I, I, I'm almost thinking you should have three teams and, like, have two of them practice together. You want the kids at the right level. How many freshmen, right. do, you, how many freshmen do you have? Um, I'd rather have, I'd rather have, I'd rather have seven at each level and then have JV and varsity practice together. Yeah. Then trying to put like, cause there's going to be less standing, more playing. Um, the problem is finding coaches that are going to be good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. and gym space and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have the, the thing is the one thing, what you could do is you could have like one day, the JV and the freshman go, maybe then you grab a couple from the JV. So you got 10 and then you could, you could do it where they kind of go, that JV team can kind of go back and forth uh, where the freshmen probably are never going to be with you, but. um, I'll have probably eight or nine freshmen uh, for sure. Maybe 10 freshmen. And then the rest are a mix of sophomores, juniors, and seniors. seniors. And maybe 10 or though, maybe 10 or a total of that. So you leave those bottom seven freshmen there, let them play the freshman schedule, and then the good, better freshmen that aren't going to be with you maybe play JV, maybe those two or three play JV, thinking that maybe someday they can, you know, and then maybe, I don't know. I just think, I just think if you get like, if you get in the mid 20, if you get in the mid 20s, all of a sudden you're putting 12 or 13, there's a lot, yeah, of, a, lot of PTs. a lot of standing, a lot of not yeah. playing. Um, yeah. And especially youngsters. It, I mean, you and I have talked. Half your team is freshmen or youngsters. Right. They got to. They got to get reps, man. They got to yeah. play. Um, and it and it sucks. It sucks for the coach when you have seven people or eight people at practice and you're trying to. It's like, well, right. you got to figure it out. Like you can. Yeah, you right. Know, um, because it's we'll not have, a long term. It's a short term problem. It's not a long term problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Would you, like Coach Rex, would you mind like sacrificing your freshman season, quote unquote, with the freshman guys, if it's going to be like kind of brutal, if it's like, as Coach Collins just mentioned, there's seven so not so great freshmen or decent freshmen, and then your yeah. good freshman play on JV1 or JV2, like, are you okay sacrificing like that freshman season yeah. in terms of like play? Why, yeah. like, you still play, but like, I, I'm assuming it just won't be as competitive as you would like in your program. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the that's problem with it. The problem, and this is someone that's had it, is like, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna answer Rex, but I is there's a fine line. You're not sacrificing, but you don't want to demoralize them. That's the problem. It's like because if they don't like it, they ain't gonna come out. They're not gonna come out again. And he, and, and Rex coaches girls. Right. Girls would be worse if they if they have a bad experience. They're done. Like yeah, right. you know, guys will just go. F you, the coach was horrible, but I'm better. I should be playing for the Bucks, kind of thing. Girls would just go, I'm going to go do something else. Like, unless they're one of the good ones. And one of the good ones are getting all the accolades anyway. So, um, it's, yeah, it, it, there's a there's a more of a social, like, I, you know. And the, it, don't get me wrong. If he, if he only had eight people in his school and they're all fresh, well, you got to do what you got to do. But, um, so, Mark, did I answer your question on the offensive thing? Yeah, I've got another um, different question, but okay. I, I don't want to – No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jump right. in. Uh, I feel like it's so a Brady Bunch. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a work call in a few minutes, so it's probably my okay. last question. Okay. The, um, so I just want to get uh, yours or your guys' thoughts on just the last-second scenario. And um, my thought process is, say, if it's the end of the game, it's like 15 seconds, and – the uh, the other team has the ball. If it's a, a zero, if it's tied, basically, um, can't spell tied. Let's just say zero. Let's say uh, a one point lead and a two point lead. I already have my three point lead scenario. Whether I foul them or I've kind of got that mentally. But if you're on defense with 15 seconds left and it's tied, my question is: Are you? very uh are you aggressive all or you just pack it in pack line or whatever you want that was my first actually a three-part question my first if it's time well my, my question what's the foul situation is it like are, you, are they in the bonus if you foul like if are you are they in the bonus if you foul or or what like a, the single bonus or the double that would be another question I it would be it would be you could be more then that's a great point if 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 i have fouls to give I'm, i might come at you if it's tied, um, with 15 seconds to go tied, it's also going to depend on where I'm playing um, right. and what game it is. Um, if I'm the underdog, or if I'm the if I'm or I feel like I'm I'm the better team, and we just got ourselves in this situation. Um, so the, all those factors, like our X factors, like if I'm at home and we, we're playing really well right now. You know, it, part of it's salesmen too. If it's tied and it's 15 seconds, I might change my defense, first of all, uh, especially if we're coming out of a timeout because uh, – especially if it's worked earlier in the game because I'm going to try to throw the other team off their rhythm a little bit. So if we've been in man, I'm going to go zone. Um, I'm also – it depends on <laughs> – there's so many – this is a stats teacher in me. There's so many variables to this. It's really hard. Um, but uh, there's part of it, especially coaching boys, there's a lot of salesmanship at this point. So if I think – you know, I don't really want to go to overtime. Um, again, 
there's salesmanship yeah. involved in this. So a lot of times I'll come in here. We're gonna stop them. Like we're, this is us. We're 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 mad. we're not changing. We're gonna stop them. Here we go. Um, and I gotta rah 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 them. Um, other times it's like it, it. You know how did we get to tied? Were we up? Were we down? one of these games is going back and forth. Um, so if, if we were playing really well and all of a sudden they are making a run at us, I'm probably changing up and maybe being a little bit more aggressive. If, if all of a sudden we're coming, we've had to fight our way back. Um, I'm probably going to play it straight. Um, you're giving me a lot of different options here. I am. The so, problem right, is, so Rex, you know, you know, what, you know what the stats teacher's telling you is there isn't a right answer for this. Well, so Rex, to answer your question is, is I'm saying no fouls to give. So if we have fouls to give, we're aggressive, right? Aggressive, maybe taking a chance of fouling. But my my thought, my question is, if it's is there any different in your thought process if it's tied, or if we have a one point or two point lead? Are you playing that differently, or is it all under the same philosophy? Obviously, I have a philosophy if it's a three-point lead. Oh, how to play that. You understand my question? It, yeah, so one-point lead and two-point lead is a lot different because we're winning. So one-point <laughs> one lead, two-point lead, you would play uh, pack it in and make them make the I just play our D, I just play our D at that point. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I, I will have timeouts. I'm telling you right now. You can watch the 600 basketball games I've coached. If there's 15 seconds to go, unless something's happened, I got a timeout. Right. Right. So, they, what I'm saying is they have, as far as the defense that you're employing. No, no, no. What I'm saying one, is if, let's say it goes bad and we're up one and they score, we're going to call a timeout. If they, if they score, if they score and it's tied, it's a two. You know, if we're up two, I'm saying no threes. Like. I'm saying run, we're going to run them off the line. We're not going to follow them. We're going to play our normal D. They hit a two. They hit a two. I call a timeout. That's where a high school rule, we should get it at half court. But um, that's so a rule. You, like, would you play like a three-two zone or, or like a one-three-one? I know the one-three-one, you kind of like the corner. You have the corner three that's kind of open, which is the easiest three to make. Uh, I, I, we run one, some one-three-one, so I might gap them and like make that – make them make the um, – Overhead pass. That overhead pass. So we wouldn't trap, but we would space. Because um, the good thing about a one-three-one is when you're – like, if here's the defender, here's the offensive player, and I'm the defender, what they want you is close because it's easier to pass around. So we, we gap them at that point, and they don't like that because they don't know if I'm going to run at them. Um, so – if we're playing man at this point, we're up two. We're staying in man, probably. Hey, everybody. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply